Welcome to the Relational Spaces Podcast, a conversation about interior design and how the right design is about connecting people, creating a sense of belonging, and making the right investment. Featuring author, award-winning designer, and owner of L. Kelly Design, Lisa Kelly. Welcome back. Hello. (laughs) Love to see, lovely to see you again. Um, A great conversation today, another fun one. Uh, Let's just say, if you've ever had a coffee at the famous coffee house in Houston, or maybe you've been lucky enough to be married at a venue in Magnolia, or attended church at one of River Point Church's three locations, then you have experienced the amazing design of Lisa Kelly. And although L. Kelly Design is best known for the high-end remodels, for those beautiful second homes, um, Lisa and her team have done some well-known commercial projects that have connected just thousands of people. And so that's our topic today. I'm so excited. Um, Kind of just jumping point, where do commercial jobs fit in to your company? Hmm. Well, most everybody knows our story. Um, I'm married to the founding pastor of River Point Church. Uh, he was uh, the pastor for 26 years. And over that time, we were able to develop about 200,000 square feet of um, property over our three campuses. And um, what we did during that time is we really, even from the very, very beginning, we focused on relational spaces. We wanted our spaces to feel human scale. We wanted them to feel relational. We wanted people to walk in and them feel welcome. And, you know, when you walk into church for the first time, there's a little bit of that deer in the headlights thing going on. You don't know where to go. You don't know where to sit. You don't know anybody. And it was really important to us from the very, very beginning that we created these spaces that people felt uh, at ease, I guess is the best Mm. way to put it. where they felt welcome and they, you know, it, they felt like they could find a place to sit and they felt like they could talk to a person, a place where people could connect. Okay. And I can tell you from personal experience, <laughs> for those who, of you who don't know, um, it is an incredible, special place. Mm-hmm. It truly is. It is. Um, River Point is a huge church. We're talking about 7,000 members. Each of the three campuses are so unique and different, truly, from any other church you've ever walked into. Um, I think this is especially true about the Richmond campus. Uh, I would encourage anyone who lives in the Houston area to go by, walk the campus, like experience this amazing and inspiring um, scenery and space. So it's got to be a huge task. When you think about it, how do you make such large spaces, as you said, mm-hmm. relational, appealing, mm-hmm. comfortable? Make them feel small. Yes. I mean, that's what yes, we all want. True. We all want to be connected to a small space. Right. You know, when it's big, it's overwhelming. When it's small, you feel a little bit more comfortable. I, th- I was fortunate enough to work with a, a team of people. It was never just me, especially with a large facility like this. And so I uh, got to collaborate with a amazing designer. Really, I've learned so much from this lady. Her name is Belinda Bennett, and she's an award-winning designer, uh, very talented, very knowledgeable, has done some of the most biggest, grandest projects she've ever known. And she happened to be a member of the church. And so we got together, and um, she became a part of the team. I was on the team. There were many others on the team. Studio Red Architects was on the team, as well as um, several other um, contractors and construction workers. I mean, it really 
took an entire team to to make all of this come to its full effect, you know, and to the full ending of it. But uh, I, I think, um, well, let me just tell you really quick. I think a fun fact, when I talk about Belinda, this always pops into my mind, and I think it's hilarious. Before Patrick started um, the church at River, the church in Richmond, there's one in Missouri City, and then there's one inside the loop in Houston, before he started River Point Church, he was a wall-covering salesman. That was his first job when we first got married. And um, he was a wall-covering salesman. And Belinda Bennett, the lady that I got to collaborate with that went to River Point and I got to meet and work with all those years, was one of his original customers. And he sold wall-covering to her. I know. That's that's here nor there, but I think it's so funny. It is. Okay. So anyway, the, the approach has always been with our designs of these large, large spaces is to make them human scale. I mean, they're big spaces with tall ceilings. They're big from the outside. They're big from the inside. They're big boxes. And so, I mean, I know you've walked into um, a medical building or an office building and you walk in, they kind of all look the same. They're beautiful. They're polished. They're put together. We really threw those type of things out the window. We wanted you to walk in and the ceilings to be a little bit lower for you to feel welcome, for there to be um, a trash can sitting there. You know, not it, not super polished, but very much, very real, very authentic. A place where you felt comfortable n- naturally, just mm. at first step inside of the door, where you didn't feel like you had to pretend to be somebody that you weren't or pretend to be proper, that you could come in, you could be yourself. That's the kind of warmth and welcoming feeling we really put forward as we were really creating all of these spaces. Um, I think when you were talking about like when you walk into a medical building or a big corporate building, it can feel a little industrial. It does. And sometimes with big churches, it can feel that way too. It can. It, it, It takes a special gift to kind of make it feel, you call it human scale. Yeah. Kind of explain that a little bit more for me. Like human scale, meaning it's large, but you feel... Yeah. I think, you know, you start on the outside of the building. Uh And so when you walk up to this big box, if it's three stories tall and it's flat on the front and you walk up to it, you're like, you look at this ginormous space and you think, oh my gosh, I'm about to go into this ginormous space and I'm not going to know a single soul. It's overwhelming. But if you bring that first floor and you pull it forward and then you put an awning on it, and then the second and the third floor kind of go away into the background, then all of a sudden you have human scale. You're walking into a one-story building. You know that there's a couple more stories up there, but you don't feel that when you're walking in. You feel instead that you're walking into this first floor space that has a ceiling that's proportioned to who you are, and it's not screaming all the way up at the top. You know, we paid such close attention in all of these buildings to acoustic and to um, furnishings and to things like plant life and things like that so that when you walked in, it felt familiar. And human scale is all about 
feeling familiar and being your own size. So interesting. Um, all right, another unique space, <laughs> really <laughs> yes. uh, spectacular, uh, that the church developed was the coffee house at the mm-hmm. campus in the Heights, which you talked about, West End, as we call mm-hmm. it. Um, so I read somewhere it is the largest coffee house with the most parking in Houston. That's right. And I think, and I love this, it's so innovative. It is the only coffee house with a rooftop deck. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We, and, I mean, so fortunate to even have the space to get to renovate. So that's how where it started. It was one of the buildings on our West End campus that we had left for um, a later phase. And when the fa- time to develop that phase came around, it was it's this 1930s building, gorgeous from the outside, but horrific from the inside on f- when you first stepped in. I mean, it was broken up into tiny, tiny, tiny baby rooms. It was the original children's building. Of of this church that started, you know, in the early 1900s. And so it was um, built in 1930. So structurally, it was still sound, but the bricks were coming off and the wall plaster was coming off. And so we knew that um, it was going to take a lot of work in the very beginning. And it did. This was a passion project for us. It was a labor of love. And it took a lot, a lot of people to get it to where it is today. But we literally hand scraped the plaster off the walls. It started with hand scraping, hundreds of people hand scraping the plaster off the walls to get down to the builder grade brick. Mm. And then we knocked down the walls and cleaned out the trash. There was asbestos everywhere. You know, there was, I mean, it just really was this place of um, ruins. And if it would have gone a little bit longer, it probably would have crumbled to the ground. But we were able to fortify it or build some um, structural beams to it to um, keep the support of it standing and tall. And it, you know, it was a three-story building, but what we did, because we had to add AC to it, there was no AC in this building, we had to punch up into the second floor, which created this lovely space that we call a mezzanine so that we could add the AC to it. And then there's the third floor, which is actually the second floor. But on top of that, we were able to um, structurally make structurally sound the rooftop so that we could have people up on the on the roof. It's the most beautiful, mm. beautiful building. I mean, that's what we began with. It was mm-hmm. nasty, dirty, gross, but it was so beautiful. We could see that something amazing was going to happen to it. And now you walk in and yeah, it's pretty spectacular. If you I'm sure. Been, you got to go. It, you're so proud of it. I can see it. Like the, your li- eyes light up when yeah. you talk about it. I love it. to give And tours. it is. It's an important, it's a, it's, you, it, you'll become like a regular. You'll love it so <laughs> much. True. I mean, it's an experience. You know, people like to hop around different cool places in right. Houston. This needs to be one of those bucket list places that you go and see and experience. But you talk about some of those challenges. Yeah, and yet, lots of challenges. Right? And yeah. Y- but when it's over, it was so worthwhile. But You know, and just the fact that we were able to create these little pockets in this building, you know, once you finally get through all the construction part and you get to the fun part, which is the decorating and picking out the furniture and, and really visualizing where people are going to sit and where they're going to stand and where they're going to work and where they're going to meet their future wife and where the, all these things that you think about could happen in this space, you think about that as you're doing all of your space planning. We even created this one little section on the bottom floor. Um, I, so one of the reasons why this project is so, so special to me is because I got to um, do it with a very close friend of mine named Cheryl. And Cheryl happened to be the, she managed the project from the church side of it. And um, so 
during the it, towards the end of the project, they her family was moving to Arkansas, and we wanted to make sure that she was honored for all the work and all the time that she gave there. And so we created this little pod on the first floor, and it's called Cheryl's Table. And you have to be more than one to sit there. But on <laughs> top of her table, there's these little cards on there, and you fill them out, and you send her, and we mail them every week. And you just write her a little note. What are you doing at Cheryl's Table? You, we send the cards to her, and she receives thousands of these cards Every year, thousands of cards from people she's never heard of, never know. People will rewrite, hey, I, I asked you to pray for me because I wanted to have a baby. And then she'll get another note a year later that says, we got pregnant, we're having a baby. And I mean, it's just really a neat place to connect. And those are the things that we were thinking about when we were doing all the design, all the hard work, all of the challenges that uh, we came across mm-hmm. doing this building. It was that end result and what could happen, what we could envision happening in this building, that's really what drew us forward and got us to the end. And today, I mean, it just... To see people in there, it's full every day. It's amazing. I think this is one of those elements again of L. Kelly Design that makes you guys so stand, you know, stand out Hmm. and unique and different. Um, Is just the care that really goes into every single project, from the smaller ones to big, large commercial spaces. And then, listen, (laughs) you guys were how beautiful to be recognized, literally oh. recognized for the coffee house. Uh, it won first place in Paper City's uh, award for best historic design. That's huge. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Again, it was a team of people, but I was fortunate enough to be, L. Kelly Design was fortunate enough to be on that team of people to get to work on this space. I mean, it truly is an amazing, amazing space. Well, and I want to encourage um, those listening, if you haven't been, you should go 802 Shepherd Drive, Put it in your Google Maps mm-hmm. and check it out. <laughs> another sure. uh, another great design, and this has got to be super fun, is the wedding venue in Magnolia. Let's talk about that. Okay. <laughs> well, um, again, uh, another little piece of background is I was a wedding coordinator for about 30 years and got to work with brides and grooms and families and something about connecting um, with people in that time of their life. Um, when you're scared and you're nervous and you're anxious and you're stressed about your budget and stressed about what, you know, all the things, all the things that come with planning a wedding. If you've ever been a part of it, you know what comes along with that. I got to walk families through that for a very, very long time. And so when I was approached to be a part of um, designing a wedding venue, I jumped on it in a New York minute. I mean, I could not wait to get my hands on it. It was one of my very first projects um, on my own. And so I, uh, you know, I was coming in a little bashful, a little, um, there was a little trepidation there, a little anxious um, because I wanted to get it right. Partly because of my background and I knew what families were about to go through as they walked into this building, but partly too because I was working with this amazing family that was opening the wedding venue, Christine and Mark Meeker, who um, are well-known photographers in the Sugarland area, really all over the state of Texas and probably way beyond that. Um, but they were wanting to open up this wedding venue. And it was really important to them that they captured what a bride and a groom would experience 
keeping in mind the photography piece of it. And so every wall had to have um, a, a framed, uh, a thoughtful framed shot um, to it, or every sofa had to be in the right light so that the perfect picture could be captured, or the groom's space, which is in the loft, um, could, you know, they could experience fun up there and um, the lighting is just moody enough that the, you know, the right shot could be taken from it. But the building, first of all, is absolutely amazing. And the story is amazing to me because it was moved cross country. It was it was a original barn taken down piece by piece by piece, brought to Magnolia and put back together like building blocks, piece by piece by piece. And every piece of the wood beams had, it's called a wedding mark on it. And they would match one wedding mark to the other wedding mark. And that's how they knew the pieces went together. And that's why it's called the Meeker Mark is because um, every mark on every beam that went together to make this gorgeous building um, had that wedding mark on it. I just think it's a cool story. Well, it is. I mean, it's such such a deep, beautiful it's such a, It's got such oh, a deeper meaning. It has so much meaning to it. And then the actual ceremony space is outside, and it's this frame, um, metal-framed, um, no ceiling on it, just this framed piece that you sit underneath and the bride in the green wall. I mean, it's it's magical. It's a magical place. Can't believe I got to be a part of it. Yeah, what a cool collaboration with your background mm-hmm. um, and your just desire to get it right. Right. So it must have been fun working with them as well. I mean, right? You take into consideration the client. Absolutely. In every project. The client taking consideration of the client being the Meekers right. and the future bride and groom right. and families that were going to come to attend, the guests that were going to come to attend. Yeah, you really have to think really, really broad when you're doing something like that with any commercial building. You have to think very, very, very broad, and then you have to get narrower and narrower so that these people that are coming in feel connected to the space that they're coming into so that they can feel something as they walk into the space. So, I mean, you've walked into spaces like we talked about, medical buildings, and they're very sterile. Mm-hmm. And But you want a hospital to feel a little <laughs> sterile. It's appropriate. But with a wedding venue, you want it to feel good. Warm. You want it to feel forever. You yes. want it to feel, you know, all these things you have to keep in mind. So yeah, that was a really, really special project to be a part of. Well, again, I can hear the passion in your I voice, know, the I light know. in your eyes, but let's talk about some of the, the pieces of that. When you have mm-hmm. big commercial projects that can be more challenging, logistics. Yeah. Logistics always come into play. Not, I mean, they come into play in residential a little bit. They come into play with second homes a lot, but they really, really come into play on a commercial project because you're talking typically very large scale. So if you're doing 12 bathrooms, that's a lot of tile. If you're, you know, it's a lot of toilets, it's a lot of sinks, it's a lot of all all the things, right? And logistically, when you are planning a project like this, the amount of planning that goes into this intentional planning about where things are going to land Um, You know, that's kind of the end result thing. You have to back it out and you got to go, when am I going to order it? Where is it going to 
come to? When is it going to get there? When is it going to be installed? When it, you know, and so on and so on. Uh So the logistics of that really um, catapulted me and my team to think outside of the box a little bit. What could we do as a team to really um, make that piece of it, make that piece of all of our projects um, a little bit simpler. So mm. we created LKD Logistics, and it is really um, a piece of our company that caters to the design world. It caters to our clients. Really, if even a homeowner that might need um, storage for their stuff. But it, what it does is it takes into account receiving all of the items storing all of the items, and then getting it to the final place of all of the items. So we take that piece of it in this arm of our um, company. We manage it. We um, sit on it. We operate it. And then we get it to its final destination. So that's what LKD Logistics has done for us. It's really made us better, especially in this commercial setting. Well, I think um, that's what makes you guys so special, too, is... um there's just so many pieces I don't think people actually realize are going to come into play and where the importance of having a professional uh, is so important. Yeah. I I mean, it's not natural for somebody outside of the business to think about those things. Mm -hmm. It's not natural to think, well, where is the toilet going to (laughs) go until it's supposed to get to the bathroom? You know, it's just not natural. So, But it's something that we have to keep in mind. That's why I've got a project manager that really knows all of those details of the project, and she is aware of where it's at (laughs) in its progression to getting to its final resting point. Or, you know, um, I've got somebody on my team that does all the procurement Mm -hmm. of the items, and um, she is really on it from ordering it, making sure that um, we've got the best price possible for our client, and then getting it to the place so that our project manager can take over it. It's really a key element to the success, right? It it is. It is. And quite frankly, it's something that we've learned over the years. I mean, mm. it, we did not do it well. We weren't doing the large projects <laughs> that we're doing now, but we didn't do it very well in the beginning. We, it was me, me, myself, and I doing that, and my garage, and my husband, um, you know, moving the things back and forth. And, you know, because when my garage filled up, then it was in my house and upstairs in my bedroom, and then it had to come down. You know, I had toilets in my front room <laughs> at some point in time. I mean, that's just when you begin, you do whatever it takes, mm-hmm. and then you learn these pieces, and finally you get to this place where you can have this. Um, where you do it better. Where you do it better. Where you do yeah, it better. Where you figure it out. So for me, I think, Lisa, one of the overarching themes is in all of your projects, whether it be someone's home or a vacation second home or in the commercial projects that we're talking about, I hear time and time again for you, it's um, creating these relational spaces, right? It's the Relational Spaces Mm -hmm. podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one of your gifts along with design is being relational. Mm -hmm. So any little tidbits on relationship advice? Hmm. I think if I had to give um, some relational advice, I would say, you know, life is serious enough. For life sure. Life is serious. <laughs> and if you are not having fun, then your relationships are going to stagnate and eventually, you know, poof out. Mm-hmm. So I think fun is a key element. I do it in my design. I do it, you know, at home. I 
I have not done it perfectly, and there's been times in my life, even recently, where I have failed miserably. But if I redirect myself and I say, okay, we have got to infuse some more fun into our relationship, that's when we begin to reconnect. That's when we begin to grow. It's the same thing in our building. It's the same thing in our commercial projects. It's the same thing in our homes. It's the same thing in any aspect of the interior design business. It's got to have that element of fun. I love it. And we have fun here. Yeah, it's we like do. it's built in here too. So much yes. fun. So much really important um, and interesting educational conversation. Um, so thank you. Uh, again, uh, fun commercial projects. If you've got one, L. Kelly Design, folks, <laughs> any project really, you can find um, L. Kelly Design at lkellydesign.com. Again, it's L K E L L E Y design.com. We want you to follow on Instagram if you've enjoyed this podcast, and we sure hope that you have. Like it, share it, because uh, we want to get the word out. Um, and hopefully we will see you or talk to you again soon on the Relational Spaces podcast. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you.